Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Art of Customer Service. My name is Eric van Muller. I'm your host on this show, a former canoeing world champion, father of three, and founder of SolveMate. But you know that already because I have recorded the last 32 episodes over the past two and a half years on this podcast, and every single episode started with this text. So today is going to be a special episode because we will summarize the core concepts from the past two and a half years. So stay tuned. To be very direct, this will be the last episode that I will be moderating for you. This is the last episode from me, but you can rest assured that this podcast will go on in 2023 under the orchestration of Dixa. You might know that SolveMate, the company that I founded, a customer service automation platform, has been acquired from Dixa in early this year, early 2022. And in the mode of joining forces in all dimensions to SolveMate joining the big rocket ship of Dixa, also this podcast will join the Dixa family. By being hosted by Dixa, we will have access to a magnitude more resources, which ultimately leads to better guests, more customers, this show having more great content in the future. For those who don't know Dixa, they are an awesome customer service platform. And in episode 31, I already talked with the CEO, Mats Vosselius, on the double acquisition of SolveMate and Miros and the future of customer service. In the next month of 2022, after this episode, it will be quite a bit quiet in here, but we will take the channel, we will revamp the format, and we will relaunch this podcast series with even more great topic and even more awesome speakers in 2023. In case you haven't subscribed until now, this is a good time to subscribe to be then notified once the next episodes and the next season starts. Let's get into it. So much content to walk through over the past two and a half years, and I said this is going to be a special episode. We will now run through the past 32 episodes, and I will elaborate of some of my favorite ones. I will comment on each of them and some core concept. If you find something interesting, just go back in the history. All the episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're hearing them. This episode is something like an executive summary. So a quick side note at this point in time. The first 14 episodes are recorded in German and only from episode 15 onwards we are in English. Before we get started, and that's the same thing that I will also do once we end, I want to thank all the guests for the amazing talks that we had and the tens of thousands of listeners over the past years. So let's get started. <sighs> episode 1 was with Martin Schilling, the COO of N26, a neobank. It all started with the sentence, customer service is at the heart of N26 strategy. Martin told me in the first episode of the series that as a neobank in a world of commoditization, how can they different? By, of course, creating great service experience. We will hear the word service experience much more in the next minutes to come. Martin also said, nobody wants to contact customer service, but if they do, create a delightful experience that they will remember. I think that is so true that effectively nobody really wants to contact a company for anything. They just want to resolve the issue. And ideally, there is no issue at all. So the best service is no service. This was an awesome episode to get started with, and it shows the main concepts. In episode two, with Björn Bauer from Zendesk, we talked on service KPIs. So if you are curious what to measure on customer service, internally, externally, to cover the whole value chain, customer service KPIs, episode two with Björn Bauer from Zendesk. In episode three, I was delighted to talk to Nina Pütz, the CEO of Brands for Friends, on empathy. Empathy is a core driver on customer service. So something that might not be so obvious, but 
you need to put yourself into the shoe of the customer that is having an issue. Sometimes it's easy questions like, where is my order? Can I do this and that? But very often getting into customer services, getting into the person's minds and solving an issue. I really like the quote, empathy should be one of the core traits to look out when for hiring a customer service agent. It's not always about experience in customer service, but it's also about successfully empathizing with the customers. In episode four, we move forward with Jörg Reinhardt and Felix Selham from Centelec on the choice of the CRM system. As you know, customer service and CRM goes together. The CRM system is typically the system of records, sometimes the transactional system. For example, in e-commerce, you have a core database with the web shop and the customer service software should, of course, be connected. Data should be exchanged. Sometimes the CRM system in more a B2B world more often also is the same like the customer service system. So it can be one system, but typically there is a secondary database which has the core information that shall be displayed to the customer service agent at the right time in the right place. In episode four, we talked about choosing a CRM and why this is such a complicated but very structured multi-step process. What it takes to choose a CRM and to implement, you will hear in episode four. Episode five was very interesting because I talked with Stefan Seifert, the head of customer service from Bubble, which is a language learning platform on international customer service. So they are offering customer service, if I remember correctly, in 12 languages. What does it mean to build an international multi-language team? This is something that he could really share stories about metrics organization. And something that really struck to me was to have country-specific standard answers on the same topic due to cultural differences. So for example, if someone from the UK is calling on a certain topic or is writing an email compared to someone in Germany, you should not only translate the structured answer, but sometimes the answer is a different one because people expect different behaviors in different countries. So Bubble clearly sets standards there in international customer service. In episode six, I deep dived with Torsten Müller from Urban Sports Club on the relationship between marketing and service. It was a really interesting conversation on how marketing and service can be separated. Shall they be separated? And especially interesting was that we talked about setting goals between marketing and sales. I remember one example from this episode where Torsten said that marketing was incentivized, you know, in their business goals to create new sales and creating demand without CS being involved. This is the typical example of having a marketing campaign and customer service learns about the campaign only afterwards, after something goes wrong, because typically something goes wrong. This is a classic example of incentive alignment. Of course, growing new sales is important, but having happy customers is also important. So a key learning for me on episode six was there should be an overarching goal between marketing and customer service, which we will also hear in the later episodes in all the company's departments to create a great customer experience and not seeing customer service as the fifth wheel on a wagon, which needs to clean up behind the other departments. Episode seven with Lutz Marsen from Freeletics. That was spring 2020. Do you remember what happened then in the pandemic when everyone was sent home? I remember that very clearly because on the 15th of March 2020, everyone from SoftMed was sent home on that day. And now, today, we're in the third year of this pandemic. It's 
crazy to look back how the time has changed and how the world has changed in this time. Back then it was super new and we got two episodes on the pandemic. In the first one, episode seven, we talked about how to make it possible that agents that have been working in an office all together with the gear, how customer service works from home. One thing that I learned is, of course, you need to have a cloud-based customer service system and, of course, move all the hardware and create great work experiences also from home. Also, that trust is important. You know, in customer service, you can measure a lot with regards to how happy are the customers, how good are the agent responses, and there are really deep dive tools that one can look at. And the statistics, home office is becoming an integral part of customer service. I believe the future is also just working from home. You can just do your job from home in customer service. You don't need to, but it's clearly possible. In episode eight, I talked with Janis Bandorski from Xletics on the pandemic two part on crisis management. Maybe you don't know what Xletics does, but they do those mud runs or challenger runs, so to say. And I myself have taken part from SolveMate and effectively they're an event organizer for our Events, which in the pandemic, they were screwed. And in this episode, we talked about long-term thinking in a crisis and how important proactive, clear, and transparent communication with customers is. I remember that Yanis told me they needed to deliver a super bad message about events being canceled, but really to the point with this communication. And also, we don't know what's going on here, but we are just forced to cancel those events. It is so important to do crisis management right and proactive. Episode 9 was one of the episodes I probably quoted the most afterwards. I talked with Niels Hafner, a CRM expert, book author, and professor on value-oriented communication. Effectively, as it says, focusing on the long-term oriented customer relationship, which he has also wrote a bestseller book for. Something that I still remember from our call, which you know just struck with me, was the value-irritant metrics. So, As it says, there is something that is of value and things that are irritant. And this is both the customer perspective and the company perspective. So that spans out a two-by-two metrics of customers and company, whether it's valuable or just irritating or annoying. What I find really interesting that not everything is about eliminating customer service or automating. So some things should also be intensified. Just to make an example, if someone wants to buy a good or service and they need consulting that is valuable for the customer and valuable for the company, you should intensify the human contact here. You should have empowered people to solve things. On the contrary, is something just annoying for the customer and it's not of value for the company, that's the lower left corner, just eliminate that process. It's unnecessary. And then the valuable task for the customer and the annoying or invaluable one for the company, automate and digitalize. Customers just want to get it done and companies don't want to spend money on that. It might just be an easy, standard, repetitive request. To fill this metrics on the top left corner, which is the annoying for the customer, but valuable for the company. If it's annoying for the customer, they just need to make it like you know, filing text reports or sending over information, just make it more easy for them. Create a new process, ideally a digital one, ideally a mobile first one, ideally one that is frictionless to minimize the effort that a customer needs. We will talk about that time is the new gold and of the importance of respecting the customer's time and the customer's effort a lot. Episode 10 with Dennis Böhme, Zendesk consultancy called Help House, and we talked about WhatsApp. You know, interesting, in August 2020, WhatsApp was quite a new thing. Two years later, I can tell you that WhatsApp as a channel should be structurally just 
built in natively into your CS tool. I'm still sometimes confused why in 2022, WhatsApp does not have a higher adoption within customer service teams. The root cause is, in my eyes, the channel integration into the CCAS system. Most tools don't offer, you know, a seamless WhatsApp integration. So maybe agents need to work in a different system or it's a different experience and you need to have a dedicated agent team and dedicated processes. But what I really think is important, and for example, what Dixa is doing, WhatsApp is just a channel. And it's kind of irrelevant whether someone sends a WhatsApp message or an email. It's a conversation. It's a text message. It should be irrelevant whether you send SMS, WhatsApps, Twitters, Instagrams, anything else. If your CRM system or CCAS system cannot support that, reach out to someone who does because that should be table stakes these days. Tune in to episode 10 to learn more about WhatsApp and best practices. In episode 11, I talked with Gregor Moss from Send and Blue on escalation strategies. Sometimes a planned escalation is creating a higher customer satisfaction. What did Gregor mean by that? He said, even if you just transfer an agent, even if it's just another agent and you pretend to be the superior or the boss, just changing the person on the other line mostly on the phone helps give the end customer a better feeling. That's human psychology at its best. So tune into episode 11 to learn about escalation strategies and why a planned escalation sometimes can make sense. In episode 12, I talked with Kerstin Papa von Freenet, a very big internet provider in Germany, on how to create customer service from a cost to a profit center. How is a big company like Freenet organizing their hundreds of customer service agents and teams? That was a great conversation on the important topic of zooming out of customer service. Customer service should not be seen as a cost center where people call in. It should be seen as the ability to communicate with customers and to turn them into raving fans. And raving fans buy more. And not often, you can also upsell customers when they call. It's not possible for every business, but for the case of Freenet, it is. And they managed to effectively make the customer service team from someone calling inbound to sell more on these conversations than the whole salaries or the whole costs of the contact center is. In episode 13, I talked with Romy von Röder, the VP people of Tier Mobility on careers of customer service. We were talking in depth about which personal characteristics a CS agent should have, in addition to empathy, which we already learned about in episode 3 with Nina Pütz, the CEO of Brands for Friends. What should look for when hiring agents? One thing that stood out for me in this episode was that every employee should have customer service experience as part of the onboarding. That's an interesting one. If you think about the company that you are currently working in, did you have customer service contacts? Did you were on the front line of the customers? I think not every CEO should have that and they should actually talk to customers and their needs. But every colleague, every worker should talk to customers because only by understanding customer journey, the customer's feeling, that works. Episode 14. We were myth-busting here. Not with the myth-busters, but of course inspired by the myth-busters. I was talking to Jens Leuke, the managing director of Freshworks Europe. We talked about chatbots. As you know, chatbots are my home turf. Because with SolveMate, we have built a world-class chatbot experience, which is now part of Dixa and called Dixa Bots. We talked about the value of automation and that not every conversation shall be automated, which again, it goes to the value irritant metrics. Humans will always remain. And sometimes we want to intensify the human contact. I think automation and chatbots, probably one of the myths that most people even, it's not about replacing people. 
It's about changing the way how customer service is done. And human agents should only be looped in for high-value, empathetic, value-driven tasks. And technology, what kind of way chatbots, automation processes should be in there, decreasing the repetitive work that customer service agents need to do. I once talked to a, an agent and they said, I am so thankful that by using SolveMate and the chatbot, I don't need to repeat 50 times a day the same question because this is taken away by automation. Episode 15. This was the point in time where we moved to 2021 and where also this podcast moved to English because we have gotten as a feedback that we have a quite international product and more international people also want to hear about our great content. I talked in episode 15 with Esteban Kolsky, the head of product at SAP CX and Service. We talked about the difference between B2B and B2C customer experience. I found it personally interesting to see that Strategically, a B2B customer service experience is B2Cized, meaning B2B customer service or key account management starts using the same tools as a B2C customer service, learning more, more data-driven, less personal-driven, and ultimately offering a more scalable and differentiated service. In episode 16, I talked with Sophie Kuhl, the managing director of HHL Leipzig Digital Space, on how to create a customer-obsessed culture. I'm an alumni from HHL Leipzig, a great business school in Germany, and I was so grateful to have her on a podcast. We talked in length about the difference between customer and product obsession and why customer obsession always wins in the long run. Obsession is more than focus, more like a religion, maybe even being a little bit fanatic. I think obsessed is a mindset. This mindset of whatever it takes, I'm going to make the customer happy. This is so important. And we talk about how to create a customer-obsessed culture. I think it was about episode 32. But before we get to that, episode 17 with Julien Rio from Ring Central. Remote work revisited. We are one year in the pandemic, so it was the anniversary, and I thought I'm going to check in on the status of remote work. Julia explained how Ring Central they organize remote work using their own tools and how to work effectively in a distributed team, how to build trust, and how to empower employees. We ended with a role of automation in our even more digitalized and remote world, and how also the role of agents will change. Again, I've heard the concept here of higher value tasks to be done by humans, less repetitive work for agents, which is an upgrade of the customer service or customer agent job. In episode 18, I talked with Jörg Heinemann, a principal innovation and digitalization at Otto on voice bots. Back then, I'm honest, I had no Alexa, but now I have. I understand why he was or still is such an amazing fan of it. It's a different interface. You have more command-like instructions, you know, Alexa, play music or Alexa, what's the weather forecast or add this to my shopping list or when you have multiple of those in your house and you want to tell the kids that food's ready. Voice is a different interface than written. So it's very hard to really do customer service with voice bots because you can't scroll, you need to remember, you don't have images, you can't have links, so no rich media. Voice is still a minority and I think it probably will remain in customer service because messaging is for me the dominant interface. It just works right and you can dictate messages, you can see things, you can click things and you can also transfer from voice to text. But this is far in the future. Voice is great. I think it's a niche for special customer service requests that are easy to formulate where bots can answer easily. If not easily answerable, transfer to a human or transfer to a different type of media like messaging. Episode 19. 
I talked about happy agents, happy customers with Carl Tyson, the chief product officer at Helphouse. We had again a very good conversation on the correlation between customer service agents happiness and customer happiness. We looked at some data and it effectively proved that it really makes a difference if your agents are happy. On average, we talked about how important it is that customer service agents have the right data at hand, meaning they can see them and not needed to tell people, especially on the phone, well, I'm sorry, I need to look for that. Give me a second. Having data at hand and having data visible directly to the agent at the point in time where the customer just calls, this is customer service at its best. Episode 20 was one of my favorites, I am honest. I really love having a chat with Matt Dixon, the author of the book Effortless Experience. I think this book is a must-read in our industry. It is just so true and there is nothing which we can say more about this. Everything is about making it effortless for the customer. One thing that stuck with me was this, not only making it effortless, but going one step further and proactively resolving possible conflicts that can rise with the product that you bought. I remember that vacuum cleaner example where he said, well, some part broke and the service agent said, I'm not only gonna send you one replacement part, but two replacement parts because this part sometimes breaks. And if you have another one spare, you will save the next call. I mean, how great is that? That is literally best practice customer service and everything is about effortless. So in this case, reducing the effort for him to call again once this thing breaks, making it easy, just being valuable with the time and the effort of the customer. Now we've hit 20 episodes, 10 more to go. Let's do it. Episode 21. We talked with Alexa Seefeld from Zendesk on the digital tipping point. You might think, what is that? It is doing more customer service digitally meaning messaging, tickets, or, or emails, or chats, then on the good old analog phone, highlighting that why customers love that. I think there is a digital tipping point. My wife, we sometimes have HelloFresh deliveries, and if she needs customer service, you know, she doesn't want to call someone on a phone. She just uses the in-app chat that even has a chatbot to, first of all, triangulate and sometimes also resolve things. This is digital service. And for example, if something was missing in the food delivery, you can claim it fully automated in the bot. It's an effortless experience and it's digital. Messaging is the future, phone is the past. Zendesk was also showcasing numbers from their customer survey, so check out episode 21 for those details. In episode 22, with Henning Hesen from Sales Supply, an outsourcing partner for e-commerce companies, I talked about from ouch to wow. Effectively, we talked about customer obsession. Again, the word obsession, making people comfortable, going the extra mile. I just had this example with the vacuum cleaner on the effortless experience of Matt Dixon. If typically someone calls, and here also to episode number one, nobody wants to call customer service. Something must have gone wrong if I call or if I write. This is an ouch, and creating this into a raving fan, this is from ouch to wow. In episode 23, I was so happy and delighted to talk to Nicola Millard. She is innovation partner at British Telecom, and she has had an extensive knowledge of more than two decades of experience. And it was such a pleasure deep diving into the roots of the contact center industry, when you, know, you call it a call center, where effectively you could only call because emails were not yet invented, and how this changed from call center to the next digital way for emails or tickets, how they are sometimes called. And I think even the, the ticketing age has gone away and now we're in a conversational age. The customer relationship is a back and forth communication with a customer and a company. Sometimes it takes months or even years to not communicate between each other because everything is great. But if I'm a customer more than 10 years now, I'm driving the same car brand. This is a conversation and a company should have this conversation in one unified timeline. Whenever I call, I email, I do something. I'm an Apple customer for now 
know, more than a decade and I'm an Amazon customer for really, really long. Every company wants to have long-lasting relationship. I believe this is a conversation and a conversation is not only when I contact the company, it's also the other way around when the company sends me a message or doing those things. Everything should be integrated. By the way, one of the things that I really love about Dixa and why I decided to join Dixa with SolveMate because of their vision of the conversational age in customer service. This is the future, having all channels in a single timeline with all information on any interaction on the past with a customer. Episode 24 with Cindy Engelmann from Microsoft on the value of customer feedback. You will learn in episode 24 about Microsoft's five principles for great customer experience. Also, what I really liked is that Microsoft has not only built a backward-oriented customer health score, but they've also built some pretty cool machine learning tool to predict the customer health in the future based on the conversation and the signals that they have in the database. That was really great and I loved having that. Ultimately, in episode 24, we also talked about the importance of a learn-it-all culture and a feedback-driven mindset. I think there is valuable feedback and invaluable feedback and distinguishing between those is quite important. Not all feedback is good, but all feedback could probably help. Episode 25. We're coming to an end. Only five or six more to go. Matthias Güler, CTO of Zendesk in Europe on conversational customer service. Again, you hear it. Conversational age is there and that's why we talked about it. It's not only about WhatsApp and messaging. It's about having a conversational age. So in episode 26, I was talking with Katie Stabler and we were in January 2022 then, so entering this year, on customer experience 10 trends. Katie Stabler is a certified CX professional with a lot of experience and I remembered a few CX trends and one thing we talked a lot about, time is the new gold. Whenever you can save time for a customer, that is great. Customers don't want to wait in line. We live in a world of abundance, meaning we have everything at our fingertips and everything is more fast-paced. If Netflix is not running for two minutes, I'm getting annoyed and I shouldn't get But this is the world because everything is instant at our fingertips. We got Amazon Prime now, we got Netflix, Spotify, and we got everything in the browser. No waste time. We want to have fast response times, fast complete handling times. And whenever something wastes my time, I am getting annoyed and customers should get annoyed. This, by the way, goes in line with what we talked about effortless experience and frictionless experience and also from ouch to wow. Another thing that Katie and I talked about was scaling the small business CX mentality. If you're a small mom and dad shop and you know your customers by heart and you go in and you're greeted by the name, hey Eric, hey Katie, what is this about? I remember you've been here two weeks ago. This is the small business owner mentality. You know your customers. What if you could scale this with data and a conversational timeline to a multi-million customer experience? By having this in mind as a service leader, I think this really helps. Ultimately, a third point. Maybe people think that customer service is a necessary evil. I would argue it is the opposite. It is so important to really see it as a strategic differentiator. Again, cycling back to episode number one, customer service is at the heart of N26 strategy. This is how it should be done and this is the right thing. Episode 27 with Lara Curry on positivity and mind hacking. This was such a cool conversation, not because I'm a metrics fan, but I learned why the first metrics movie has to do a lot with customer experience. You need to tune in to episode 27 to learn. I'm not going to spoil. We talked about how to create emotional resilience, like in customer service, where it is just a very tough business to be in. This is no rocket science, but there were really easy tips like, you know, 
taking a three-minute walk after a tough call to recharge your emotional batteries, have long breathes, having a body posture, for example, not crouching, those things work really well. Everyone should read that because being positive after a tough conversation or a tough meeting just helps. In episode 28, I talked with Annette Franz on building a customer-centric culture. In customer-centric culture, we talked already about customer obsession, seeing it holistically as a customer experience. So we talked about the three main things in how to listen, how to characterize customers in building personas, and ultimately how to empathize by doing a journey mapping of those customer personas. So a real deep dive in how to analyze and how to build this overarching customer-centric culture in episode 28 with Annette Franz, episode 29. I was having an awesome chat with Ian Golding, another CX expert and consultant, and we talked about why business leaders hold great customer experience back. CX should be something that is overarching. And of course, if you want to create something overarching and typically departmental siloed thinking, this is something that you need to overcome internal resistance. He was telling awesome stories from both Amazon and Apple's customer experience, which he both advised, and what the shareholder's dilemma is, having short-term gains, versus long-term customer happiness. I think it's important to understand that there is a dilemma for big companies. And we also ended with the fact that customer experience should become intentional. It should be planned and not accidentally. Here also, um, episode 32, I quickly want to jump over episode 30 and 31. In episode 32, I talked with Stefan Moritz from McKinsey Design on the importance of service design. Customer experience should become intentional. It should be designed. And that's what, for example, McKinsey Design is doing. We are designing products like a car or a phone or a microwave. Why aren't we designing the service around? In addition, maybe if there's a physical product, there is service, which is the interaction with the company. But also, if there is no physical product, we should design the service. And that's why I think episode 29 and episode 32 are really great if you hear them combined again. In episode 30 with Alex Farmer and how to create a frictionless experience. Maybe you can't hear the word frictionless and effortless, but I hope that you get the core concepts of why this is important. A key highlight here is not only that, again, it's frictionless. It's make it easy for the customer. Eliminate frictions, eliminate barriers, eliminate any bad experience. This also goes together with episode 13 from Romy Röder from Tier, where effectively everyone should feel as a customer. They should feel the customer service. They should be trained in customer service and they should empathize, which we talked in episode three about, empathy with the customer. Create a frictionless experience. And that goes from the intern to the CEO. Talking about the CEO, and I want to end with that episode 31. I was talking with the CEO of Dixa, Mats Foselius, and the CEO of Miuros on the future of customer service. And we, of course, also talked about the double acquisition. So why Dixa acquired Miuros, an awesome analytics company with unprecedented insights, and Solvemate, a great chatbot automation platform. I'm not going to deep dive here. I'm a bit biased, of course. Episode 31 about the future of customer service and where it is going. If you are with me, I hope you've learned something. I think that was a great lineup. I am so incredibly grateful to have had so many conversations with awesome guests. Cannot highlight enough how I enjoyed all of those conversations. So I again want to thank every single guest that I mentioned today for the exciting talks that we had. I want to end this last episode moderated by me with a personal summary and maybe the summary at the end where it all started, where it all ends. And I again want to quote Martin Schilling from N26 who said, customer service should be at the heart of N26 strategy. I want to add to that any product or service. It makes a difference if we are in a competitive environment and we have a great 
customer experience. Customer experience should be at the heart of any company's strategy. With that said, I want to hand over the baton to moderating the series. Stay tuned for 2023. We will revamp the series with awesome content under the orchestration of Dixa. Thank you. Over and out. That was Eric van Müller. Danke fürs Zuhören beim Digital Kompakt Podcast. Du merkst, hier ziehst du massig Wissen für dich und dein Unternehmen heraus. Wenn du mit uns noch erfolgreicher werden möchtest, abonniere uns auf den gängigen Podcast-Plattformen. Und hey, je größer wir werden, desto mehr Menschen können wir helfen. Also erzähl doch auch deinen Kolleginnen und Kollegen von uns. Bis zum nächsten Mal.